Section 53 of Hidden Treasures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Itel Bus. Hidden Treasures by Harry A. Lewis. Millard Fillmore. Great indeed are the possibilities of our country. The subject of this narrative, 13th President of the United States, was born in Summerhill, Cayuga County, New York, January 7, 1800. The nearest house to that of a few more was four miles distant. Cayuga County was then a wilderness with few settlers. Consequently, young Fillmore's education was limited to instruction in reading, writing, spelling, and the simplest branches of arithmetic. At fourteen, he was bound out to learn the fuller's trade. Think of it, boys, what explained opportunities most of you have. Yes, all of you have, compared to that of Fillmore for he had not the advantage of our glorious and complete school system, and at that was bound out where a mere lad. Yet at the age of nineteen he presumed to aspire to become a lawyer. He had two more years to serve in his apprenticeship, but where there is a will there is a way. To think a thing impossible is to make it so and he accordingly set to work contriving to gain for himself an education. Contracting with his employer to pay him thirty dollars for his release, that obstacle was overcome. He next made an arrangement with a retired lawyer, by which he received his board for service and studied nights. This continued for two years, when he set out on foot for Buffalo, where he arrived with just four dollars in his pocket. Oh, methinks people who saw that boy must have felt that he was destined to be somebody in the world. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. How often! Are we so deeply impressed by reading the biographies of great men that it really does in a great measure rest with ourselves whether we amount to something or worse than nothing in the world. We have followed this man from childhood and have seen him overcome all obstacles thus far. Will we then be surprised when we read that no sooner did he arrive in Buffalo than he succeed and make arrangements with a resident lawyer, obtaining permission to study in his office, and supported himself by severe drudgery, teaching and assisting the postmaster. By the spring of 1823 he had so far gained the confidence of the bar, that by the intercession of several of its leading members, he was admitted as an attorney by the Court of Common Pleas of Erie County. By the intercession of several of its leading members, he was admitted as an attorney by the Court of Common Pleas of Erie County. 
although he had not completed the period of study usually required and commenced practice at aurora where his father resided in the course of a few years he acquired not only a larger practice but a true mastery of the principles of the common law and he rose to a place among the first lawyers of his state in eighteen twenty seven he was admitted as counsellor of the supreme court of the state in eighteen thirty he moved to buffalo where he continued in the practice of law until eighteen forty seven when he was elected comptroller of the great empire state he had previously been in the state legislature and in the national congress in congress he rose gradually to the first rank for integrity industry and practical ability as a state legislator he particularly distinguished himself by his advocacy of the act to abolish imprisonment for debit which was drafted by him and which passed in eighteen thirty one in congress he supported john quincy adams in his assertion of the right of petition on the subject of slavery he opposed the annexation of taxes because it extended slave domain and advocated the immediate abolition of the interstate slave trade at the death of president taylor mr fillmore according to the provisions of the constitution in such cases became president of the united states and the poor boy who had entered buffalo on foot now entered the national capital as the ruler of a mighty nation during his administration a treaty with japan securing for the united states valuable commercial privileges was consummated his administration as a whole was a successful one and had he not signed the fugitive slave law he would undoubtedly have been the nominee of his party at the convention in eighteen fifty two in eighteen fifty four he made an extensive tour in the southern and western states and in the spring of eighteen fifty five after an excursion through new england he sailed for europe while in rome he received information that he had been nominated by the native american party in his native country for the office of president he accepted but maryland alone gave him her electoral vote however he received a larger popular vote in eighteen seventy four march the eighth he died in buffalo where he had resided many years in private life End of section fifty three of hidden treasures